Thanks for joining us online today. We're really glad you're with us. Yeah, Core Church is a place of hope, healing, peace, and purpose. And we want you to come see us at 10 a.m. any Sunday. And if we can be of any support to you, we'd love to connect with you. There's lots of links in the description below, whether that's prayer or support in any way. We pray that this message is going to both encourage you and inspire you. Well, good morning. Good morning. Man, lots of red out there today. And it's really, I mean, that's a little overkill for Valentine's Day, I think. But hey, if you're that into that holiday, you get into that holiday. Hey, it is uh, Super Bowl Sunday, so in honor of that, I brought some Jalen Hurts donuts today. That's right. Um, so here, I, like the, these are legit. Who wants one? I, okay, there you go. Even a Chiefs fan right there wants one. But yeah, look at that. Not you. No, I don't want <laughs> anybody else. How about over here? Oh, all the way to the back. There we go. Oh, nice one. I got more. I got more. How about over here? All the way. Whoa. Coming like a rocket. There we go. I got two more. Two more. Here we go. Two more. Who wants? Look at this side over here. Are you even awake over here? There's one right there. Okay. And then. One more. Oh, I got one more. One more. Okay. There we go. Oh! Okay. Oh, oh, Danny. Nice. <laughs> Way to go, man. Uh, welcome to Super Bagel Sunday. <laughs> oh, it's worth. Oh, disrespect. Get that out of here. Get that out of here. My goodness. I'm sorry, Curtis. I like your chain, though, Curtis. Come here, Curtis. Come here. Come up here, buddy. Come here. Come on. I'm gonna give you some. I'll give you some stage time. Come on. I know you've been wanting it. Just because oh of this chain. Gosh. Look at this chain. Look at this chain, huh? Woo! How about that right there? Yeah. There you go. Okay, that's enough stage time. Just go. No, no, that's <laughs> that's too much, buddy. That's too much. All right. Hey, I'm glad you guys came today. It is going to be a, a phenomenal, phenomenal day. I'm excited. Laura's going to be co-teaching today, yeah. so this is going to be it's a great be a day. It's going to be a great day. Tuesday is Valentine's Day, or as somebody told me, Single Awareness Day. Wow. Did you work on that all week this week? <laughs> no, somebody told me that before service. Oh, oh, okay. No, they actually did. They told me that uh, they know someone who's single, and they said, that single person said, yeah, you mean Single Awareness Day? That's where they... Gosh. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it is, it is Valentine's Day on Tuesday, and so today, Laura and I, we just wanted to stop for a moment, and we wanted to talk about relationships. Now, we're going to be looking through the lens of marriage, so we're going to talk a lot about marriage and, and our marriage, yeah. but, but this is applicable to you if maybe you're dating. Maybe you're in a dating relationship. It's going to be very applicable to that. Maybe you're engaged. Maybe you're newly married. Maybe you're like, hey, Brad, we've been married so long. I think we're good. I'm telling you, you need to keep working on that marriage. But even if you're single today and you're like, I, I, I am not the least bit interested in finding somebody. I mean, that's, that's not even on my radar. I, I want to encourage you today to lean in because there are principles we're going to talk about today that are going to help you in any relationship. So turn to somebody right now and say, just get ready. Just get, get ready. ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Okay. Let's pray together. Laura, will you pray for us? Yeah. God, we thank you um, for this special day. You've set aside for us 
to work on relationships. God, that's every one of us in here. And we're asking for your spirit to rain down on us. God, we know that there is breakthroughs that are needed. And and we're just humbly asking for healing in relationships, for new and old. God, you have the power and we want to submit ourselves right now to what you're about to do, that you're going to bring things that we couldn't have dreamed of of having in our relationships. But you're going to do that because that's the kind of God that you are. So we give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. And God, we we also um, just stop in this moment and uh, we pray for favor. We pray for blessing upon Jalen Hurts today. We, we ask God for no turnovers for those eagles and lots of touchdowns in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, now you can be seated. Now you can be seated. That is a, that's, that's a blessing now. Don't, don't leave, Curtis. Don't leave, man. Come on. Stay with me, buddy. Stay with me. So Laura and I, um, if you are new to Core Church, um, we, have, we got married re- like re- really young. Well, really early, like like straight out of high school. Yeah. Yeah, we were um, crazy about each other, probably like everybody that starts dating. Basically, and, what uh, she's saying is she couldn't keep her hands off me. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we had to make it right before Jesus. That's... That was about. Go ahead. Give him the laugh. That's what he wants. No, No, we got married, though, when we were 18 years old. Mm -hmm. And to say we were naive about marriage would be. (laughs) Oh, man, an understatement. We did not know anything about what we were doing. We just knew we really liked each other a lot. I went from having Van Halen posters on my bedroom wall to throw pillows he, he made the transition. Yeah, he did. He, I mean, it's crazy to think about even like you and I setting up here because it, it, it's almost kind of like um, funny to me and, because we were so young and we, you were, we were just kids. I mean, and to come out of that and into a marriage, we did not know what to do. And so today we're going to be talking about what is God's plan for marriage, and what does he want that to look like, and and how do we do that thing called relationship, like when we're in a relationship with people? So we're gonna go. We're just gonna go back to the basics, you know. Just go back to the fundamentals, since we're talking about sports today. Yeah. Go back to the basics and, and the fundamentals, all the way back. If you got a Bible, you can go to Genesis chapter one. Uh, we're gonna be all in several different places uh, today, but Genesis chapter one, it, it, the in the beginning story of of creation. Creation, and this is what God said about relationships. It says, Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Come on, say, okay. that, say that with me. Yeah. Be fruitful and, and multiply. multiply. So, you know, this is God's design for marriage is that we be fruitful and we multiply. And, and sometimes it's hard. We, got, we know that we're supposed to have kids, but this is more than that, that God wants us to to be fruitful in our marriage. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about what does that mean to be fruitful in our marriages? So today what Laura and I are going to do, we're going to share again through the lens of our marriage. We've been married for um, 38 years now. That's a good place to, yeah, thank you. 
That's the gratuitous applause. Thank you so much. Um, it hasn't been easy, but I've hung in there. And uh, we're working at it every day. Watch uh, what you say. But Tuesday's it, Valentine's. <laughs> here's, here's the thing I want you to do. This is, the, this is a um, mistake that happens so often is you see Laura and I an hour a week. Some of you an hour a month, but we won't get into that today. Uh, but, but like an hour a week. It's all you, you see. Us. And so when you see us, you see us not only an hour a week, but you see us at church. Okay? So you see us. Which is a us, whole nother ball game. You see right? us at our best. Okay? And I know some of you are like, wow, that's your best? Wow. Oh, we do need to pray for our pastor. But what I would do is I, I, I will say this, that, that Laura and I absolutely, with all transparency, have had an incredibly fruitful and beautiful marriage. She's my best friend. And, and I can't imagine her not being a part of my life. And, but it hasn't come without struggles. It hasn't come without setbacks. It hasn't come without uh, division and days of not talking. And Yeah, it's difficult because when you're in a relationship with someone, it starts with little irritations. It, there is conflict everywhere we turn, right? And so it's hard to know how do we deal with that when we're in a relationship with someone. So we're going to try to help you a little bit, maybe especially if you're early on in a relationship, to get past some of the hurdles and some of the struggles and learn things that, and principles that, honestly, we have some of these we have just learned in the last, like, five to ten years of our marriage. I wish we'd had these in the beginning. So how do you have a fruitful and beautiful relationship together. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this first thing down, okay? If you, want a, if you want a marriage to be fruitful and beautiful, write this down. Soil must be cultivated. Soil must mm -hmm. be cultivated. Jesus talked about this in John's gospel, in John chapter 15. Yeah, he says, I am the true grapevine. My father is the gardener. Now, what I love about this is it's, it's, he's saying that, that Jesus is the vine, the grapevine, and that we are to attach ourselves to Jesus. That, that is the, the big answer there. That is, we are to attach ourselves to Jesus. And really, I was thinking back this week, that's really, we have, gra we, we were so young, but we did that one thing. We grabbed hold of Jesus like crazy. Yeah, whenever I meet with couples that are getting married, uh, I just simplify a successful marriage because that's the question, isn't it? How do you have yeah. a successful marriage? And yes, there's a lot of different components that come into that. But if you just pull it all back and get to the bare essence of what it is, it is about having a personal relationship with Jesus. If you want a successful yeah. marriage or relationship, both of you need to be focused on Jesus, because Laura and I, in our relationship, whenever we've gotten sideways, by the way, I'm not just saying like both of you need to be believers, because both of you can be followers of Jesus, but you don't have a pursuit of Jesus. Yes. So that's you're not different. following and activating what you're reading in the Bible, what you're praying about. And then following Jesus is an activate, it's an action. 
It's doing something daily to make sure that I'm in right relationship with Jesus. So before we went into full-time vocational ministry, uh, we were going to church just like everybody else, and our pastor early on in our marriage gave us something that, uh, that he talked about from the stage. I've never forgotten it, and I use it all the time. And he said, you got to think of marriage like a triangle. Now, check this out. This is it right here. There is a, there's a man, and there's a woman, and there is God. And as long as both of you are pursuing God, you're going to grow together. Okay. Now, can you have a successful relationship and a happy marriage without God? I think you can. Mm-hmm. Now, that may not play well in the house of God. You're like, wait a minute, is that? I think you can. But let me tell you what the problem is. When you take God out of the equation, what happens is, you know, then the relationship just goes like this. It's back yeah. and forth, back and forth. And everyone knows in marriage what there's there's conflict. Yes, and there's irritation, and there's all different different emotions that are in inside that marriage differences different and and it's little things many times that build this wall between any anybody here not have that anybody good on that front raise your hand so we would love for you to come up and teach today yes come on come on we we want to hear what you've got to say from you but what happens is when you build this wall and you don't have Jesus you don't have God in that what do you do Yeah. yeah you have nothing you have nothing and that brings division but what happens is, here's the thing, even if you follow Jesus, yeah. there's going to be conflict, there's going to be division, and the only way you get over that is by both of you and your pursuit of Jesus. Yeah, because so many times, um, we as spouses, we find ourselves trying to get to work on our, our other spouse. Like, well, you know what, he, he needs to change, or she needs to change. And I can remember buying... Um, years ago, buying the book, The Power of the Praying Wife. And I, I did want to pray for Brad, but I, I saw some things that needed to change. And so I, I opened up the book, and the second page in, it said, this is not a book to change your husband. It's to change your heart. And I was like, I shut it, so I... <laughs> You know, you know, we were talking about this book this week, and she didn't know this, but I would see this book sitting out, and I am not kidding you, it was worn out. It looked like it had been run over by the car, and I didn't know what the book was about, and I thought, am I that jacked up? <laughs> she has, man, she's, a, and so one day, I actually, she never knew, she never knew this until this week, I got curious, and I was like, I got to find out how she's trying to fix me. And I opened up the book, and I, to be, I was shocked to learn all of those prayers, all of the things in there were so affirming mm-hmm. to a man. Yeah. In an age where men just get, I mean, come on, we're the butt of every joke. Yeah. Every yeah. man is the butt of every joke. And, and, and I turn page after page, and I'm like, this isn't a book about fixing me. She's praying for my dreams. She's praying that I have influence at work. She's praying for me as a dad. Mm-hmm. And it just completely, radically altered what I thought about that book. Yeah, I think it's the value of, of valuing your spouse, and that's what I felt in that moment. But I really did go into it thinking, you know, hey, he's going to change. And what I realized very quickly was I needed my heart needed to change because there was some things that I was not facing. So the question to ask is how is 
How is my relationship yeah. with, with Jesus? How am I doing with Jesus? And, and Jesus talks about the Father being the gardener. And, and you know what a gardener does, right? A gardener comes in and, and cultivates a gardener comes in and starts digging around, digging, digging up the soil and, and, and stirring things up. And can I tell you that oftentimes I have found that God will use the very source of irritation that you have against your spouse to reveal things yes. that he wants to not remove from them, but that he wants to remove from your soul. Like, like scissors, for instance, that's our big one. Now, yeah. for some of you, you're like... I, that is a point of contention in our home. Here, Scissors are not... A, let that's me a very serious thing in our let home. Let me explain. Not... Because I know some of you are like, you go at each other with scissors? No, 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 no. <laughs> I know she's felt like doing that at times, but no. Uh, no, I, here's the thing I believe. Scissors have their place. Like, you put them in the scissor drawer, and then when you need scissors, they would be where? In the drawer. But do you think in our marriage that the scissors have ever been in the drawer? Where are they, honey? They're right where I left them. I, wherever I was, doing whatever I was doing, that's where they are. And then I would say, where are the scissors? And you would say what? Um, let me try to figure out where I was last. <laughs> <laughs> On her birthday one year, I bought her seven pairs of scissors. Hey, and I still know where three of them are. <laughs> I do. I know right now I could walk in the house and I could get you three pairs of scissors. I mean, it got so bad, even the kids were in on it. And I, I had a workbench. I even wrote on oh a pair gosh. of scissors, Dad's oh. workbench. Do you think they were oh. on Dad's workbench? I'd find them everywhere but Dad's workbench. And she would kind of blame it on the kids and then our kids are gone and then the kids would run and hide so now she's like well maybe aunt mary took them maybe you know how she is she's, well especially with that headdress on she's got yeah. today <laughs> she definitely took them yeah. so here's here's what i i i have learned though is um is that god would start revealing these things in me like yeah. brad really you're gonna you're going to lose your cool. You're going to lose your temper over a pair of scissors. And God, I mean, God would speak to me. He'd go, yes, Brad, scissors belong in the drawer. Yes, absolutely, you're right. <laughs> God would speak to me, and, and he would confirm that. <laughs> you're impossible. You are impossible. Through the Spirit, he would yes, tell me that. Yes, but, but he would absolutely clean my clock a little bit and say, but the way, Brad, that yeah. you reacted, that, that's not, and, and where that typically happens, honestly, is not in the moment because I'm not thinking straight. And I've shared this before from the stage, but um, it happens when I'm having my time with Jesus. Like, do you have a time with Jesus? Because the one thing we could get up here and talk about, go out on a date, have a date with your spouse. Yeah. You need to spend time with your spouse, and we'll talk about that here in just a moment. But do you have time with, with Jesus? Because when I get alone with Jesus, many of you already know this, but one of my practices is, is daily repentance. I think back over the last 24 hours, and I think back about our relationship and our interaction. And I love that you've done that. You know, he's talked about that several times from the stage. But as he's talked about it, um, because we're in relationship, 
I've really grown because um, I'm not good at saying I'm sorry, even, um, and I'm not good at repenting. So I've tried to really start working on that practice to, to say, God, I've done this, and I, I need to, you to forgive me. And then him showing me things, even this last January, there's been several things, and it's like, I'm so grateful that you stepped out and did that, and you made that a pro- practice, and now it's affected me too. Because it does. I mean, there's things in our heart that we can just be driving to work, and we're just stirred up, and it's not right. And it's not, the things we're thinking are not good, and God wants to get those out. Just something real quick. So this is, this is a lot of times how this works. When you are really on point in your relationship with Jesus, the Holy Spirit will convict you so quickly, yeah. so quickly. Yesterday, I'm sitting down, I'm paying the bills, and um, I say, hey, Laura, look at this. Oh, my goodness. We got our Oklahoma refund. And so we got our Oklahoma, we got a refund. We got a refund. We got a refund. I mean. Refund. We, and, uh, we go so many times, so there is no refund. And you said, do you remember what you said? I said, Oh, my gosh, we're going to have breathing room now. I said, breathing room? We're going to pay some bills. We don't have breathing room. What's breathing room? And I, I literally said it like that. Like, breathing? we don't have breathing room? I mean, this no, this is going to help us just to stay current. And, and then later, I walked off, and that quick, the Holy Spirit said, that's how you're going to celebrate what I've done? That's how you, your wife walks up to you. She's celebrating something good that I've done for you, and this is how you reacted. And I came back down the stairs and said, you were trying to celebrate with me, mm-hmm. and I didn't take that moment to celebrate because I allowed, I allowed the money. Come on, anybody? Yeah, I, we're yeah. probably the only ones that ever have contention over yeah. money. Well, and I, but money, I mean, that's a big deal because I know that for years I did the bills, and then that was like our first 15 years, and now look how long we've been married, and you do the bills. And we're, just, we're still trying to dig out from underneath that, but we'll get, we'll get there, honey. <laughs> Just we'll because get, I we'll only get. paid a fourth of the electric bill on certain months. So, you know, I was, I was, I was figuring it all out. That's what I mean. It's, it's interesting. We don't have time for this no, story, but no, let me tell no. you this story. No. I'm standing at the kitchen sink washing my hands, and there's a guy walks by the kitchen window in my backyard. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And I look. It's the PSO guy. And I'm like, what is he doing? Why is he here? Boom, power goes off at the house. I walk out and I go, hey, are you working on something? He goes, no, you didn't pay your bill. We didn't pay our bill. I said, baby, did you pay the bill? She goes, well, I paid part of it. I paid part of it. So I said, can we have part power? Could we have like 30% power? <laughs> power in the kitchen. <laughs> So listen, not only do you need to cultivate your relationship with Jesus, but yeah. you do need to cultivate. You, you got to work the soil of the relationship with your spouse. I, I love to garden. It's something I've done for the last 10 years or so. I love getting out, and it's, man, spring is coming, somebody. Spring yeah. is coming. You get so excited uh, about gardening and getting out there in this, uh, the sunshine and just just Man. digging in the soil. I just love it. Yeah. And here's the thing I've learned about gardening, though, is you got to be on top of it. Like, don't plant anything if you're not planning to stay on top of it, okay? I mean, because you got to know how to water it, when to water it. Um, you got to plant things in the right place to make sure they get the right sun. Is this sun? Is this shade? Is it too much sun? I planted roses, thought I put them in the right place. They're not getting enough sun, so they're not blooming like they need to bloom. And then I'm, I'm and then you got to clip them back. You got to pull the weeds. It's, it's a mm-hmm. lot of work. If you want it to be beautiful, anybody know what I'm talking about? 
You want a relationship. Yes, and that same thing applies in relationship because it's all about consistency. It's about every day being in relationship with each other, talking to each other, connecting. But one of the biggest things that has uh, really radically changed our relationship is that we have learned about how each other is created and that we, uh, through our core purpose we just we just ended core purpose through all our groups that core purpose is, for you guys that don't know is a series of different uh, tests and different things that you learn about yourself but one of the things is your abilities like what are you good at and that's what I would ask you today do you know what the person your relationship or or your spouse do you know what they're good at mm. what their abilities are or, or maybe it's, do you know what their spiritual gift is? I remember when we took those tests years ago, we've worked and worked and worked and talked to each other to say, okay, so you like doing this, but like, what is it about that you like? Is it, is it the actual process or is it looking at it afterwards? What part of it to really find out what makes each other tick like how do we grow in this because it helps like when you're getting involved in things you don't you'll maybe like tell people to say oh my husband will do that or my wife will do that when they do they're not good at it they don't like it you know and so it puts you in these really weird spots a lot of times as in a marriage but when you know you're like oh yeah I'll be like yeah Brad would love like chainsaw Brad loves chainsaw yeah, yeah, you know chainsaw. What guy does not love a chainsaw? Just write that down, ladies. Chainsaw. Saw, chainsaw. That's, it's a spiritual gift right there. It's in the test. It's so great, though, that our groups just went through this. Yeah. And at the end of it, there is a purpose profile. And I want to challenge you and encourage you. Does your spouse or the person you're dating or, or the person you're engaged to, do they, do, have they seen your purpose profile? If they haven't, my challenge to you is in the next two weeks, go out, sit down with them, yeah. and listen to the gifts they have. Listen to their bit. Listen to who they are. Find out who they are. Like Laura and I, one of the biggest things was personalities. And we learned, man, we are so Oh, different. my gosh. We are like polar opposite. I love connecting with people. I love like a party. I like being at a party, I like seeing what all we can do at the party. I like making sure everything's there at the party. Whereas Brad is like, <laughs> he is. What am I? Uh, you are. What am I? Okay, so Brad, this is Brad's party planning technique. I'm going to text everybody, let him know that it's going to be at this time, and then he's done. <laughs> and I'm like, but that's the so, visionary but, in you. That's the planner. So here's the, Because you're always thinking of the future. This is what's so critical, though, because you see that and you go, that's so irritating. That's so irresponsible. Maybe. But, <laughs> but it's about understanding each other. So yes. I am a planner. Laura is a partier. I am, uh, I mean, she did girl can party. I'm always thinking about the future. Yes. I'm rarely in the present. I'm just always thinking about what's coming, where we're going, what's happening. Laura is... In the moment. In the moment. Yes. And I will say, like, um, there's so many times I have been so irresponsible about things in our family. And he's over, like, planning and putting dates on the calendar. And we're still trying to figure all that out. Well, what's right? good... So what's great about it, though, is... so. I'm great at 
planning and thinking about the future where she's not even thinking about tomorrow. Nope. She's not thinking about anything, anything about that, okay? And, and here I am going, oh, wait, I'm not thinking about what's, what's happening in the present. She will bring me back to living in the present. I need to live in the present. I want to be present, and she helps me to do that. The opposite of that is true yeah. as well. You yeah. can be the party person, but if you're not ever planning for it, and, she, and I help her to think forward. So the, a concrete example on this. We were just during the ice storm. During the ice storm, I was like, hey, I'm the planner. So I'm like, you know what? I'm getting my mower out. We're doing some mower sledding. And I, and I invited uh, the Hawkinsons and their boys over, all the neighborhood kids. Check this out. This is the mower. This, we, going, we are going to go sledding. <laughs> Hooked it up to the back of my riding lawnmower. I've got, you know, I have 40 acres behind my house. You all know that, right? Kind of. I mean, I just. Kind of, sort of. And, and I, I've cut trails through there, and I'm out there, and I am just, I've got it full tilt, just whipping it through these. Tell them what you were doing while I was heading through those trails. I'm watching to make sure, you see all these trees, and he's whipping these kids around on that sled, and I'm making sure they clear. And I'm just like, oh, okay, 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 because I'm going to be like, ah! Yeah, I was making sure each one of them cleared the, the trees. <laughs> so, the, Think about this, though. Do you know that about your spouse? Here's what Laura knows about me. I'm a risk taker. I'm going to take big risks. I'm going to get out there on the edge, and I'm going to have fun. She loves to play it safe. That works so yeah, well. because it does. It works really well together. Well, so they're, well, they're But why does that work well together? Because there's sometimes I'm way out on the edge, and yes. she needs to bring me in, and there are times where she's playing it safe. Definitely. And she shouldn't be playing it safe that she needs to take yeah. a risk. Do you know how you and your spouse are wired? Yeah. Yeah, what was funny about that is, so then all the kids in the neighborhood are freezing, and all, all these people are, are cold. So I pulled them all in. Aunt Mary made soup. My mom had a hot a little hot chocolate bar. I'm making coffee and all that. And that was my part of the party. But through all of this is we love having people over, but we, for years, you guys have tried to figure it all out. And it's, we're just still figuring out like, how do we navigate that? But that core purpose has been so helpful through the personalities to understand you're good at this. I'm good at this. Now let's work together. Because so many times you find yourself working against each other, right, in a relationship. Well, you didn't pick this up. Well, you didn't do this, you know, and it can get really hard. But it's working together and working with each other and trying to really accentuate the good things about each other that make such a difference. So if you want to have a, a fruitful and beautiful marriage and relationship, you got to, the soil's got to be cultivated. Here's the second thing I want you to write this down. Not only does soil need to be cultivated, but seeds must be planted. Yeah. So you cultivate the soil, but then seeds have got to be planted. Mar marriage is, is this. It's, it's daily dying to self. Jesus, who we follow, talked about this in, in John chapter 12. Yeah, it says, unless a kernel of wheat is, and let's say this all together, planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. You know, you can be in the same house living under the same roof, but you can be living separate lives. You can be living alone. Um, this, uh, and then it says, um, but its death will produce many new 
kernels. And then let's say this all together. A plentiful harvest of new lives. This passage is really Jesus talking about his death and his resurrection, that he was going to give up his life. And he's also in this passage, he's painting a picture that we are to daily die to self. And this is something that is missing in our marriages, in our relationships, is that daily dying to self, daily giving up my way and knowing that, you know what, God has a better way when I submit my heart to him and I say, okay, it doesn't have to be my way. Mm-hmm. It's, I want us to move together. And by the way, the, the longer you're single, the harder this is to do. Laura and I have an advantage. We got married young and that was crazy and that was naive, but we have an advantage because we've not ever really dealt with our own personal We never lived alone. We never yeah. lived alone. I did for like six weeks, well, and then I was like, I'm I think out of that this. was three. I, can't, I can't think that this. was three weeks. But if you're single, <laughs> you, like you just, you can't live for yourself. You've yeah. got to start living for someone else. If you're single, like if you're single, come on, all the single people in the house, what can you do? You can get up anytime you want. You just get up, grab your keys, and walk out the door. That's it's no thinking about any of that, okay? Men. Try that when you get married. <laughs> yeah. Talk about a point of contention. Mm-hmm. I would go sit in the Oklahoma heat and the Oklahoma cold in the car waiting on Laura. And then I was like, I'm tired of doing this. So I come in the house. Wait, you ready? 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 So then I came up with a really good scheme. I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go sit on the couch and just wait. How do you think that worked out for me? Oh, that makes me so mad. <laughs> oh. That is, if I ever want to get on her nerves, I can do that. I just, I'll just go sit and wait on her. So now I just, now I just, I realize it irritates her, so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to act busy. Like, yeah, no, honey, I'm not ready either. So I'm just kind of trying to find <laughs> some stuff to do. But, but you got, it, it is about, Planting a seed mm-hmm. in the soil and letting it die. Mm-hmm. And that, that person that has to die is you. And Laura and I have worked, I think we work, tried to work very hard over, over the years to honor and yeah. respect and, and, and support each other. Yeah, and especially in our pursuits because we are so opposite. Um, we, the things that you like are diff, so different than the things that I like. So for instance, um, for years, um, Brad coached our boys. We have three sons and coached basketball. Brad loves basketball. He loves coaching. So he coached the boys and, and, uh, man, he had a great time. And, but that came to an end, you know, when they graduated and moved out. And so, um, years went by and in the last five years, um, an opportunity for him to coach, uh, came back up, and he's like, man, Laura, I really want to do this, but y'all be gone, like, on Mondays, and then on Saturdays, and, and like, even yesterday, you were gone yesterday afternoon, because you were coaching um, a young man's team, and um, that's a sacrifice for us in, in our relationship, in our family, but what I know is, I know what it means to him. I know what it does for him, 
it, it's so valuable for him. And I just love seeing that for you because I want, I want that. I want you to have that kind of experiences where it really matters to you so much. It's deeply uh, because you love coaching. It's crazy because you can be, you could be so selfish right now because when, when, when we had the boys, that's, that's, that's not so hard because it's your boys. Yeah. Right. But now that it's not your boys, it's it's the Hawkinson boys, uh, it's the Butcher boys, and um, I mean, how about Michael Butcher getting his first basket Woo! yesterday? Yeah. Come on, first somebody! First basket! Woo! Woo! Yes! Where's Casey? Is Casey even here today? Where is Casey? Yeah, Chad? She's like, stand up, Chad. Take a bow. Come on, Chad. Stand up, buddy. Like, no. Take a bow. <laughs> stand up. You got your first basket. You earned it. He's like, no. He's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. <laughs> There's nothing better than watching a 10-year-old boy oh. score their first basket. I get to do that. I get the honor of that when she could be saying, no, 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 this is our time. I want you home on a Saturday. And so she lets me coach, and in turn, I, I let her have throw pillows. So that's, uh, that's a great exchange on that one, people. Man, what is it with you ladies and throw pillows? I mean, I... I my arm. I threw my arm out. Getting, I had to have soul. Girls, he doesn't surgery. understand throw pillows. I don't. Your husbands probably don't either, right? You're, yeah. It's just so here, them. but for Laura, listen seriously though. Laura, she does these things called princess parties, and there's these little girl uh, parties where she dresses them up in dresses, and they have songs, and it's and she's done this for our entire marriage. And if you like, if you have a little girl, you need to have a princess party. They're amazing, and the princess punch is uh, the boys and I always wanted princess punch because it was so good. But it was a sacrifice on on my part to allow you to to do that because there's a lot of work. Yeah, a lot of time. And our living room, like the week before a party, our living room was nothing but tool and glitter everywhere. And so I would come home and and I would actually sit down on the living room floor mm -hmm. and I would put together princess wands and princess halos. Tie, I could tie a bow with tool like he can shock business. you. I mean, he really can. I could it's put amazing. that butterfly on that thing and that wand and make it sing. I love how you'd come through our living room and go, "Did did a did a but a sparkle butterfly just like throw up or something?" Yeah. So God God's promise to you in your relationship is that death to self. When you die to yourself, you're yeah. you're gonna you're gonna see a harvest. Uh, it's, we don't you want a harvest, a fruitful harvest in that relationship? That the way to get it though is actually to die to yourself. So once the soil's been cultivated and the seeds have been planted, write this down: fruit must be harvested. Fruit mm -hmm. must be harvested. So we started by talking about the creation story of, of a man and a woman coming together, but the creation story also holds a principle and a promise about sowing and reaping, and it's actually found a little earlier in the creation story, Genesis 1.11. Yeah, it says that God said, let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. Now say this with me. It says, these seeds will then produce the kind of plants and trees from which they came. You know, this creation story is talking about it's seed time and harvest that you plant and you cultivate and you harvest. 
And what kind of seeds are we planting in our marriages? Well, I love it in Galatians. It says, Galatians 5.22, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. This is the kind of fruit that we want in our relationships. Uh, It says, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Think about these different fruits of the Spirit and which one are you strong at and which one do you need to work at? You know, it's like joy. Joy is one of those things that I love. I is so meaningful to me. But if I pull, if I'm joyful to everyone and then I pull up at at the house and I'm not joyful to Brad, what what does that say about me? That I've, I've given out all my joy, I've done all that for everyone else. Or maybe the joy, maybe I, my thing is joy, but is my marriage joyful? Do we have fun in our marriage? And that's, that's important, that you have to have fun. You have to have times of joy in a relationship. If you don't have that, you got to cultivate it. Yeah. you gotta, you got you to plant a seed. It's not just going to miraculously happen. I mean, if you, I mean, you, you, you come home and, and, and you, maybe you're pulling in the driveway and you're like thinking, joy in my, in my marriage? I mean, I mean just, it's all just sucked right out of you because you think, I got to go in that house and there's no joy in that house. You, you got to start cultivating it on your end. You got to do your part. Maybe, maybe for you, maybe it's, maybe it's kindness. Like you, you show up at church and, you're kind to everybody at church. Mm-hmm. You go to work, and you, maybe you're kind at work. Maybe, maybe on the ball field, you're kind on the ball field or on your campus, but then you come home, you come home, and the one person who desperately needs that kindness, you're short with, you're sharp with, because you've used up all your kindness, or because you think, well, I mean, they know me, they understand, yeah. and why would I need to do that? Because you gotta die to yourself, and, and it's the Holy Spirit, here's the key, it's the Holy Spirit that produces it. Remember earlier, we we're talking about that triangle, mm-hmm. growing in relationship with God. If you don't have God in the equation on that, you, you, can't, you can't create the kindness. You can be kind for a moment, maybe kind in a season, but to have the deep abiding kindness that is unfailing love from, from God, you can only get that through the Holy Spirit who imparts that to you. Yeah, I really love that you were talking about the Holy Spirit because it reminded me of when you used to say that you would be so tired from work, and this is with our kids, okay, Um, and want to be very present with our kids, and you would pull down the street and pray all the way into our driveway saying, God, I don't have the energy. I I don't have it. I've given my best to everyone else, but I want to be the best for my family. I want to give them the best. And you've encouraged me to, as you've done that, I don't know if you've realized you've done that, you've encouraged me to do that. Because I do think it is, I, I've done that before. I've been joyful and happy and given out all my energy and I have nothing left and then I go home. And I would be like just frustrated, you know, irritated. But just that thought of, no, we're not talking about us. See, I was using everything I had but depending on the Holy Spirit, 
He's the one that can change our hearts and then change our minds and our souls and then turn and say, okay, okay, I don't have gentleness right now, but God, you're going to help me. This is that relationship with Jesus. This is where it, it all comes to. We can only do certain things in our lives, but the Holy Spirit, God, is the one that can change and help us move away from those things that we're doing that we do not want to do. So what I want to encourage you to do is to take Galatians 5 with you today. And every day this week, look at it. And just ask God to impart these things to you. This is actually last year. If you remember last year, we did a series on inconvenient sharing. And we went through all the fruit of the Spirit. And we had these cards. Ever since that series, every single day, every single day in the morning, I pray through the fruit of the Spirit. God, help me today to show love to those that I am coming, uh, coming uh, around. Help me to have joy, God. Help me to have, and as I, th- and I think about my family, God, help me, help, me to have, help me to be gentle. Help me to have a gentle spirit about me when I see my family. I'm just praying through those and allow God, where, here's the thing I allow God to do when I, when I go through those is I just kind of let him, kind of let my mind drift to maybe different relationships even. And so often he'll have one of those come back around to Laura and I. And I think that God help me in this moment, God, for this day to show her kindness like I show it to other people. So I just encourage you to put that in front of people, uh, put it in front of yourself um, this week and just look at it. So back to Genesis 128. It says, God bless them. This is what God wants for you and for me in all our relationships, but especially our marriages. He wants to bless your marriage. You know, you may be out there today and you may say, we are not in a good place. You are in the right place, though. You are in God's house. And God can give you the breakthrough that you need in just the timing that you need it. That's the kind of God we serve, and he wants to bless your marriage. Would you bow your heads? I want us to just move into this time of prayer and uh, just be thinking right now of um, just the different relationships in your life, and maybe let's, let's just start, first of all, maybe today if, if you're married. Maybe there's one of the fruit of the Spirit that you know that's one i got to work on. Right now, I just want you to give that to God. Ask for the Holy Spirit to impart that into your life. Maybe you recognize in the, in the relationship you some soil that needs to be cultivated. Maybe that's your Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. Today is the day you can do that. You can get right with the Father. He loves you. His grace and mercy is here for you. And he says, all you got to do is ask for it, and I will give it to you freely. And you can receive God, receive the Spirit of God today that will help you in every relationship in your life. Maybe today, maybe it's it's about some seeds that need to be planted. You need to die to yourself. You think about that relationship, and you're like, man, it is really all about me. And it is killing the relationship. Today is a day you should consecrate yourself and say, okay, Holy Spirit, I need you to take over. I need you to be in charge of my life. No longer will I live, but you will live through me.
Let me talk to the singles for just a moment. Maybe you're coming out of a broken relationship. Maybe you lost somebody. It's just hard to sit here today. It's just hard. God understands that. God knows that better than anything. He knows the desire of your heart. He wants to heal your heart. He also wants to show you what he has for you. Maybe the cry of your heart is to find somebody. You go, man, I just want to find somebody that would be a godly man or a godly woman that, that I could spend my life with. Or maybe you're, maybe you're not dating or you are dating and just I'm just trying to find that right person. You First of all, you start with you. God, make me the right person. Stop praying for the right person and start praying, God, make me the right person. Lord, would you just pray over these relationships today? Lord, we thank you that you have brought us all in here today. This is no accident that we're all here together. We're learning about relationship with you and relationship with others. God, you know our heart, our mind, and our soul. You know those dark places that need to come to the surface. I just pray, God, that you would bring those gently to the surface that, that each one of us can deal with those. And God, we pray a special blessing on each person that is here today. God, that whatever has happened in the past is the past and that a new day is dawning, that breakthrough is coming, even if you don't see it, even if it looks completely devastating your word says that in this world there will be trouble, but I have come that you may overcome. Give us an overcoming spirit, God. We need that desperately. We pray for light in the darkness right now. We pray that light would be uh, light up marriages right now, that your spirit would just speak life over marriages that you would say, no, you're not giving up. You're going to press in. Give them the strength, God, to press harder, to pray, and to get up to a new day, God. Monday is coming, and instead of facing it by yourself, we just pray, God, that each one of us together will, will decide today that we are not moving forward without following you and pursuing you daily and giving our all to you daily, God, and, and recommitting to our spouse that this is a recommit time. And we thank you, Heavenly Father, for what you're going to do in our marriages, in our homes, in our community. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you all just thank Laura for sharing today? Thank you, girl. Mm. We hope the message you heard both encourages you and inspires you. Yeah, we'd love for you all to come and see us at Core Church at 10 a.m. any Sunday. And if we can support you in any way or you'd like to get connected with us, there are links in the description below. Thanks again for joining us online.